everybody and welcome back to the KX Family Podcast. So here we are, the first podcast of 2021. I'm Jenny and I'm here with Nick Harding. Nick, how are you today? Uh, I'm really good, thanks, Jenny. It's great to be back in the podcast seat for this new year. Uh, looking forward to all that it holds. I, I know that we're all finding life a bit tough at the moment. We're in the middle of lockdown and feels a bit like Groundhog Day. <laughs> before, but um, we do know we are going to get through this, and we do know that God is with us, and uh, He'll help us with whatever the challenges we've got. But it's good to be here. Good to be with you, Jen. Yeah, I, ha- I have to agree. I'm definitely feeling the Groundhog Day bit, particularly with homeschooling. I'll be honest; it is not my favourite place to be. But supposedly, the school of mum is better than the school of dad, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. <laughs> yeah, I suspect you're right, and I- I'm very glad that uh, uh, my children don't require that assistance any longer. <laughs> All right, so Nick, we're here today and we wanted to start talking about having a guiding word for the year, a word for the year from God. So I was just wondering why, I guess, this is the thing that you wanted to talk about. What's the importance of that? Well, I mean, I guess this is something that you could think about at the beginning of every year. In fact, it probably is a good idea to do that. Um, But this year in particular, I think there's a number of kind of dangers that we are we risk falling into, you know, because of the unique circumstances that we're in. You know, I think, you know, at the, at the very worst uh, extreme, some people might just feel like giving up. And having that, a clear sense of what God's saying for the year just helps us to keep going. Um, others are perhaps thinking more of just surviving, going into survival or maintenance mode where, you know, just keeping the bare minimum going, ticking over without any sense of real hope or aspiration for the year. Others might just feel like they need to settle for the lowest common denominator of, you know, what can I get away with? What what do my what do my church members want at this time? Shall I just give them that daily verse of the day? Shall I just do a you know a, an online service on a Sunday and leave it at that? You know, there's a kind of what's the there's a risk of that lowest common denominator thing. Some might feel like they're actually tempted to give in to fear or protectionism and isolate themselves from from other people in leadership or you know, if you're a church leader, you the fear leads you to slash budgets because you're not sure if you're going to make ends meet. Rather than having this sense of, you know, a guiding purpose and a guiding word that is going to keep us online for the year. And of course, others are just hanging on, waiting for the old normal, which, of course, we all know that the old normal is gone. Yeah. Uh, there is a new normal coming and it's good to be figuring that out. Yeah, I guess those are all really important things for us to consider, aren't they? I guess depending on our personalities and our experiences, they're, they're sort of our defaults, aren't they, that we fall back into when we're finding things difficult. So having something that we can root ourselves in, a word that God gives us to help us move forward for the year, sounds like a brilliant idea. So it is a good idea, Nick, but as always, we want to root it in scripture. So where do we look to find out what God says to us about the words he has for us? Well, I think in terms of the principle, um, I would always want to go back to Deuteronomy chapter eight, you know, the, the, the point where the Israelites are about to cross over into the promised land. They're about to finally get what they've been waiting for for 40 years of traveling around the wilderness. And then Moses brings these really clear words to them. And in Deuteronomy eight, one of the things he says is uh, this really clear word that we should not live by bread alone. In other words, not living by just physical sustenance, not just using the, you know, our natural wisdom or strength or abilities, not just using the natural resources the world has to offer, but actually living by every word that comes from the mouth of God. 
This is what the verse says. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from God's mouth. And so as a general principle, I think, you know, we want to be always hearing from God Mm -hmm. because that's where we get our spiritual life from. That's what feeds us spiritually. And, uh, you know, I just think if we're not doing that, we will end up just looking elsewhere. It's the heart of our discipleship journey, Jen, Mm. you know, that, you know, what's God saying to me? What am I going to do about (laughs) it? Two discipleship questions. It's rooted in this very idea that we we live by the words that God speaks to us. Yeah, I think this year, well, this last year, 2020, I think has definitely shown us, hasn't it, that we really can't live by bread alone, that our own resources, our own experiences, our own talents are actually not enough. And we absolutely need God's word every single day. So, Nick, have you got um, a story that you could tell us about a time when this has been particularly important to you, that hearing Mm. from God, hearing that word? Yeah, there there was a period, Jen, when um, Jenny and I, my my wife Jenny and I were in a really difficult season. We got ourselves into a a financial mess. Uh, We were risking going bankrupt and I didn't know what to do. I just Jenny was about to kill me, quite rightly so. It was my my fault, my responsibility. I I just, I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know what the answer was. I didn't know how we could get out of that situation. And for months on end, all I could do was just go down in the cellars of my house, first thing in the morning, cry out to God, worship, you know, declare what I need to be true and just wait for God to speak to me. Is that literally it was every day. I couldn't get through the day unless I had a word from God to feed my soul, to encourage me, to give me faith to get through that day, believing that a day would come when there would be a solution to the problem. And of course, eventually there was. But it was that, it, that season was a very, it was a desperate season, but also a very rich season for me. And it really hammered home for me just how important it is to be hearing from God. Yeah, I think, I'm sure lots of people can um, yeah resonate with that story those places where actually we are you know what I would call the the, the on your floor on the floor spaces aren't they the times when the only person that you can go to is Jesus yeah and suddenly I think you know your walk with God becomes very real at that point doesn't it where it's just you and him because you know that you can't survive without him yeah and as you said before, hearing from God is part of our discipleship journey. But for the sake of being repetitive, because, you know, we like to say things very many ways. We want to make sure people get it. What are the ways that we can be looking to hear from God in this season? Well, as you say, Jen, it's, you know, it's not rocket science. We all know this stuff, but it's good to be reminded. Um, and I think we'll, we'll always probably be hearing more from God than anywhere else when we read scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, It is God's word. And so, you know, pretty much anything written in there, you know, if the spirit brings it alive to us, can be that word from God. So reading, meditating on scripture. You know, it's why we do discovery Bible studies the way we do them, because we want to hear God when we read God's word together. But there's lots of other ways, and I'm sure you'll be familiar with them. Just in conversations, somebody says something and a little light bulb goes off in your head. Oh, that that sounds like God. I need to listen to that. Or Mm. maybe in a preach or reading a book or even watching a film, we may get pictures come into our mind or thoughts drop into our head. And, uh, you know, I just think let's just be open to hearing from God wherever we are. Let's have have our spiritual antennae up and ready, you know, in receiver mode, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, expecting that God wants to speak to us. He is far more ready and willing to speak, Jen, than we are. 
to listen. So let's listen a whole lot more. Yeah, I'd, I couldn't agree more. In fairness, my grandmother used to always say to me that God is always talking. The problem is, is that we're not always listening. Yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. she's very right. Um, but yeah, so we want to be listening to God and we want to hear this word. But I guess it would be helpful for us to think about what are the benefits to us of having that word for a year, something that actually spans a 12 month period. What are the benefits to us as individuals, as leaders in this season? Yeah, I think there are many benefits. And, you know, obviously we all we understand the idea of rhythms, of seasons. And, you know, Israel typified that, you know, they had their daily rhythms of, um, you know, worship. And, you know, when they're in the wilderness, they had their daily manna, their mm. literal bread from heaven. Jesus said, give us this day, our daily bread. So there's daily rhythms, there's weekly rhythms. They had the Sabbath. They had the festivals several times a year. Yeah. And, you know, every year was a new season, it was a new year. So I think we, we need words from God for all of these different times. But I'm thinking particularly around this kind of beginning of a new year because of the circumstances we're in and the tendency and the danger for going kind of off course. And I, I see it really being potentially like being an anchor. You know, when you drop an anchor into the seabed, yeah. it just keeps the, the boat steady. And, you know, there's waves, there's storms, there's all sorts of things bashing our boats around right now. We need that anchor in the storm. And I think a word from God for the year can be like that anchor. So as we go through the year, we're not thrown off course every time a new thing happens, every time the government makes another announcement, every yeah. time there's another variant of COVID coming to, you know, create havoc. We're not knocked off course because we have a, a, a word like a like a guiding star or a, a, like an anchor, an anchor in the, the seabed that stops mm -hmm. us getting knocked about. I think it can also be like a plumb line. So when we're thinking about, OK, what do we do this year? What, what are we going to prioritize this year? How are we going to um, you know, decide what, what are the important things to do this year? It can be like a plumb line. You can drop the plumb line and say, well, OK, how does that measure up against the word that God gave us for this year? So I think helping us to get things in line, helping us to prioritize uh, making decisions, but at a very practical level can really help us to do that. And finally, I think it can also be like a springboard. So in terms of ideas, in terms of inspiration, when we come back to the word God's given us, it can, it can launch us into some new initiatives and new opportunities, which I think uh, we, we need to take. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely agree. I mean, our missional community, we do have a word for this year from God. And it's um, Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. And it says, So then, just as you've received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Mm. And so for our community, we've been thinking about, well, then what are the rhythms that we could put in place that help us to continue mm. to stay rooted in Christ? Mm. What does it look like for us to express thankfulness mm. in this season? How might we encourage and strengthen one another mm. in our faith in this season? But it's been, you know, over the for, for the course of the year to come, because as you say, it's not what we expected, mm. <laughs> I think, at all. But I totally agree. There is something about having something you can come back to, that mm. anchor that allows you to keep going, mm. okay. We we're going to do this, but what does God's word say? What's he called yeah. us into in the coming year? So what are the sorts of words are you imagining we might be looking for from God this year, Nick? Yeah, uh, I think it's a great example of a you know, word for a missional community, because I think you know, whether it's our family, whether it's our missional communities, whether it's we're leading a whole church, you know, we all want to be bringing those words for the year. I encourage us all to do that at every level. You know, for example, you know, you've so given an example for your missional community for ours 
uh, we were just doing breakfast with the Bible a few days ago, and uh, this just little phrase dropped into my head. I thought it didn't really relate to what we were talking about or discussing around the table. And it's just this phrase, always good news. And I thought, oh, that's an interesting phrase. And the more I thought about it, I thought, actually, that's a really good little encapsulation of something that would give us as a missional community hope for the year, that Jesus is always going to be good news for us. That, you know, wherever we go, whatever the circumstances externally, what we know in our hearts is we are the beneficiaries of good news. We're blessed by the good news. And not only that, we can always be good news yeah when we're mm-hmm. out and about meeting neighbors and friends we can be so one of those little phrases that just felt right for us as a missional community and we shared that uh, earlier this week with our folks and people seem to be excited about that but i think you know it could be so it could be a scripture like you've got this scripture from colossians for your missional community it could be um like a little phrase like this one i've just described mm-hmm. always good news it's not specifically a verse of scripture um it could be a phrase like, uh, or a sort of a, a short phrase from scripture, like, for example, your grace is sufficient for me. That might be a good one. Or be strong and courageous yeah. from, from Joshua, Joshua chapter one. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, you know, far more than you could ask or imagine just to help us think beyond our current limitations. You know, so it could be a phrase from scripture like that. It could be a whole chunk of scripture like that you've got. Or it could be other little sort of catchy phrases, I suppose, that that we feel like God gives us, that help to give us this sort of guiding um, direction for the year. So just a few that came to my mind as I was thinking about this, and uh, I'm not suggesting that any of these should be taken up, but if you, if you like them, you're welcome to them. So, uh, <laughs> and these one's free. <laughs> yeah, these, these are free, no extra charge for these. So the one I thought about was break in, break through, and break out. So okay. You've gone with alliteration once again, Nick. Uh, I know, it's very <laughs> difficult. I, they keep trying to cast the demon out of me, but... <laughs> Uh, I still seem to have the habit. Yeah, so break in, sort of the spirit needing to break into our mm-hmm. lives and connecting with God, breaking through whatever our battle, our challenges uh, towards looking outwards and then breaking out to serve the world in sort of life-changing power of Jesus. So, you know, that could be break in, break through, break out, or it could be something like another alliteration, I'm afraid, uh, <laughs> resilience, resistance, and restoration. So resilience, okay, this is a season we're in a trial season right now. We need to build resilience into our own lives. Mm. And we need to grow stronger through the trials that are around us. Resistance. Okay, let's figure out where the enemy is trying to work. Let's resist the devil because we know he will flee from us. And as we grow stronger through resilience, we can grow more effective in resistance. But beyond that is the restoration, the restoration of all things, as is promised um, in the book of Acts. You know, that we're in this season and God's restoring all things to his original purpose. And we're part of that massively incredibly exciting restoration process for our you know our streets our towns our cities what does that look like how do we how do we continue to work with god's restoration or if you're a church leader how about this one something like realign to redesign bit corny i know okay uh, realign to redesign yeah so in this season what about thinking how do we realign all of our priorities our resources our programs because it's a it's an opportunity to Mm have a blank sheet of paper. Think, how do we want church to be in the future? It doesn't have to be like it was in the past. We can think from scratch. We can start from new. So realigning everything that God's given us, people, finance, buildings, programs, groups, whatever it might be, how do we realign that with what God's saying to redesign how we want church to be? What shape could church look like 
coming out of this pandemic, out of this lockdown. So I mean, those are just some maybe silly examples, but they could be phrases like that. They could be scriptures. They could be all sorts of things that help you as a guiding word for the year to, to keep you on track, to keep you encouraged and to keep you focused. I really like that um, realign to redesign, Nick, because I think it sort of encapsulates that two sides of what was 2020 and what's looking like 2021 of both, you know, the challenges that we're facing, but also the amazing opportunities that God has for us in the midst of that. It isn't all bad news. It's, as you said, there's good news, isn't there? Good news that God is still able to do new things with what he's given to us and a great opportunity for us to stop pause and think and you know spend time with God figuring out what that might be so Nick if you've got a takeaway for us at the end of today what's the one thing you would like people to take away from today's podcast well obviously the main theme is get a word from God for the year whether it's for your family whether it's for your missional community whether it's for your whole church or even your town or city if you've got those levels of responsibility but I think the thing I would like to say is get hungry you know, Jesus said, you know, all those who are thirsty, come to me and drink. Talks about, you know, being hungry for the bread of life. Mm. And, you know, whilst we are satisfied by all the things the world has to offer, you know, the latest Netflix or Prime, Amazon Prime season, uh, you know, the latest online shopping thing that we are desperate for, we use all sorts of other things to help us feel better. But how about getting hungry to hear from God? And what that looks like for you might be different for me, but let's put ourselves in the place where we start to feel hungry for the voice of God, for the hand of God, for the heart of God. And let's figure out together what his word is for our family, for our community, for our church. Oh, brilliant. Nick, thank you so much for today. I think we've got lots to go away. Well, we need to all go away and pray, obviously, don't we? And go and listen to God. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, so thank you so much for today. And guys, thank you for listening. And um, yeah, we'll be back soon. Take care. Bye. God bless.